Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. We may not be able to get in on the sporting action like we used to, but we can get in on some exclusive offers from Renault. To celebrate their third year as official car partner of the GEA, Renault is offering a range of special offers exclusive to all GEA club members. So now you can take home the win right to your door. Check out renault.ie forward slash GEA to find out more. With Renault, official car partner of the GAA, taking the passion of a nation to a whole new gear. Green, all right. It's going to tip the scale. Just remember that. Hello, everyone. You're very welcome to the Renault Irish Examiner Gaelic Football Show. My name is Paul Rouse, and I'm joined by the former Armagh footballer, Oshin McConville by Peter Canavan, the former Tyrone footballer, and by Dermot Murphy, the former Kerry footballer. On Saturday, Tyrone and Kerry will play in the All-Ireland football semi-final. We're going to look at the psychology of this match, at the impact of the delay in its playing, at the matchups, and ultimately, at who will win. I want to start, though, at full-time whistle in this year's league semi-final on the 12th of June in Killarney. The score was Kerry six goals and 15 points, Tyrone one goal and 14 points, a 16-point winning margin. Peter, what relevance does that match have on Saturday? Well, the easy answer would be to say that it has no relevance. It's such a long time away and it was just a league game. Um, But the fact of the matter is, and I know Niall Morgan, I was reading him in one of the papers this morning, was saying, that that is not important that it's they've brushed it under the carpet quickly enough but uh, how how can you uh, brush something like that uh, under the carpet um it, it wasn't just a, a defeat it was embarrassing from a throne point of view we went down to killarney young enough squad and things moving all right under new management and we were we were blown away and uh, we didn't put up a fight and that's very unlike Throne, um, especially when they go down to play Kerry because uh, um, there's a great respect for Kerry and we're well aware that what they're capable of and, and the strength of their team. So to go down to, to put in such a dismal performance and to come up the road very much with a tail between your legs, um, it was embarrassing. So um, to answer your, your question, what relevance? I, I think that hurt is still there, Paul, in, in the Throne team. I would like to think it is. Because if I was a player going out to play, I, I would be trying to, to crack that and, 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 and to do something about it. So I think they've got their eyes open as to how good this, this Kerry team is if they allow them space and time and, and, and to play football the way they want to. So um, and it all depends on how well Thrown recover from, from the COVID situation. We say that they do. It's then all about how much they learn from that defeat. 
uh, especially on the kickouts, the carry kickouts. They, they got the ball away, the one possession so easily. And Throne really struggled to secure possession from their own kickouts. So it's what they've learned from that, the work that they've done on the training ground in between time. And then uh, the intensity levels is a big one. And you'd expect for an all semi semi-final that that shouldn't be a problem. So we'll not know until Saturday at half three, but I would like to think certainly we'll, we'll have a different level of performance. Can I just ask you something before we come back to that match? Eamon Fitzmaurice was on the podcast here a couple of weeks ago and he referred to a belief in Kerry that Tyrone had trained on the morning of that game. Did that happen? You, you need to ask Brian and Fergal that, um, Paul. I couldn't, I couldn't answer that question. I wasn't even at the game. Uh, why, why would they have trained the morning of, of a league game? Did, did Dermot ever do that with any team he played on? Did Oshie never do that? I certainly didn't. So um, maybe that's a good excuse for for some of the performances that the Throne lads uh, produced that day, that they were out doing runs that morning. Uh, it'd be good if that was the case, but I doubt it very much. Okay, so Kerry, Kerry won by 16 points. How do you begin to redress a result like that? How do you take back 16 points in 12 weeks? Yeah, it's a good question. I think the first thing you, you have to do is analyse the, the tape of the game and there's key segments or, or key parts of it. I've already mentioned uh, two of them um, and that's securing possession. You're not going to kick the ball over the bar if you don't have the ball and Kerry dominated um, in that regard. Um, so there, I would imagine that there would be a serious bit of work done on the training ground and preparing for Kerry's kickouts. They would have uh, examined the games that they've played in so far, the strengths and weaknesses, where they like to put it, the positions that the Kerry play. And, and if all the teams this year, say Kerry, have been the most aggressive or one of the most aggressive in terms of pressing up on opposition kickouts. So they'll be looking at that and to see uh, how to counter that and, and, and how to try and, and secure possession, get the ball out. Now, if they do that and, and Cork, you know, showed the way ahead that if you do turn over Kerry and, and if if you do secure possession, move the ball quickly, there's an opportunity to get at the Kerry full back line. Um, but those were rare occurrences um, in, in the Cork and Kerry game. So it, it's a case of breaking it up and, and trying to identify their strengths and how to counter that. But also, is there any weaknesses here and how best to expose that? So that's what good management does. And I would like to think over this past few weeks that, that those issues have been addressed. We'll be coming back to how they might be addressed uh, as we move through this show and we'll be looking at the matchups, we'll be looking at how kickouts might work and all that. Dermot, I want to talk to you about that league game, but before we do that, I want to ask you, how did you feel when Mayo beat Dublin? Um, I, do you know what? I was actually watching the game and you, you, you'd be kind of thinking Dublin were not playing well, especially in the second half, and you'd be saying... These guys are there for the taking for whoever gets them in an all a final, you know. And you were saying if they did get over the line, uh, whoever gets two would have a great chance of beating them. But in fairness to Mayo lads, you hats off to them, you know. Um, I think they played a little bit cautiously in the first half and threw off the shackles in the second half in an extra time and just drove on and had a real crack at Dublin. And look, show them up this year. They're not as good as they have been in the past. So, um, just were you happy they were beaten? Ah, happy it doesn't really come into it, like you know. I, do you know what? I was happy for the Mayo people. Comes into it. Comes into it. It's exactly what we're talking about. Well, like if you're putting your cards in the table, it's a pity you didn't do it yourself. That's kind of what you're thinking. Yeah, of, you yeah. Know? yeah. 
but it's it's look in fairness to me, lads, they've suffered, they've suffered from Dublin going through the years, so you couldn't begrudge them that, like you know. And it was great to see, you know, like there was a fierce outpouring of emotion there afterwards, like you know, the interviews they did and the crowd that was there. Like there was only twenty four thousand there. I was only watching TV, but it sounded like there was eighty thousand people there, you know. And um, no, it was it was it, for the Mayo fellas. I think it was it was a huge win for them. Um, and I think they have enough experience in their camp then to back it up, I think, in a few weeks' time again. Why did why did Kerry beat Tyrone by 16 points in Killarney? Um, I, I again watched the game on television now, the same as everyone else. I, I think that Kerry got a run in Tyrone early in the game. Now, Tyrone had clearly had an off day. They clearly didn't play that well on the day. And I think Kerry got three goals in about four or five minutes, which which is, you know, which is it, it can happen in league games sometimes. It can happen. And I think a huge thing too that nobody has spoken about, and it's it's relevant as well to the Munster Championship games. It's a huge advantage for Kerry to be playing in Killarney. It's a massive advantage. It's like it's where they do all their summertime training. It's like playing a game out in your own backyard, you know. So, um, and they were coming in. They came in. You know, they were going this year. I think Kerry are really focusing on performing well this year in all the games that they play. And Tyrone hit a bit of an off day. Like, in fairness, there was a goal. Went in, I think, from 50 yards in over Nile Morgan's head, which is, you know, you don't see that happening in championship games, you know. So I, I think it, Kerry played well in the day. Tyrone had an off day, and Kerry got a run on them in the first half and just managed to build up that lead. So that was more or less it. I think second half then it was a bit more even, but probably the, the result was decided by then. Would you be concerned at all that Tyrone scored 114 more points than anybody scored against Kerry this year? Despite um, the what I'd be concerned about is the fact that you look at that game, you look at the Dublin game, which were the two big tests that Kerry had in the league, and they gave up big enough scores. That's that's the concern you'd have because okay, Kerry have been playing the Munster Championship, but it it hasn't been the level of opposition has been tier two at best, let's say, you know. So they haven't really been um, under pressure in their backline that much. So I think next Saturday will tell us a lot more as to where Kerry are in their defensive system and how the, how they're faring without the ball, you know, and because they haven't really been tested yet in the championship. Oshin, uh, you have uh, an advantage over the rest of us in that you were there that day. You're on your holidays in Killarney. How did how did how did that go? What did you uh, think well, just uh, th- for me, what summed it up, and uh, I know I've already shared this with you, but uh, myself and and Thomas Niblock were, were actually doing the game, and like at times we weren't really seeing a lot in commentary because we're just sitting back and watching the movement of the carry forwards, you know, how easy it was and uh, and just how, what a performance they put on. We ended up in Tatler Jacks uh, that evening and we walked in through the door and we were sort of buzzing about the performance. Not, Peter, not because Tyrone were after getting hammered now, don't get me wrong. No, but, I would know uh, that. <laughs> but, um, but because of the, you know, the, the just the ability and and just you know how they move the ball around and and you know the finish and all and all that and like there was nobody. Uh, our excitement, let's just say, our, ex- our excitement was soon tempered by the fact that the Gooch was there and a few other boys and they weren't that excited by it at all. And I I didn't really understand that and and we started talking then about you know. And they said they did prove nothing. It was a league match. It was in Killarney. It was a lovely evening. Why couldn't you play a football down there? And I just thought, right, okay, fair enough. And that sort of tempered a lot of, uh, I suppose, the excitement around that performance in particular. Um, I think that Tyrone, that they, 
Um, they played an awful lot of long ball in, the, especially in the first half. McCurry was a one and one with Foley, and Foley had a very, very good game that day. I think that has changed a little bit in that Tyrone are still uh, trying to mix it up and still trying to play the long ball in. But they've got Matty Donnelly in there, and he's come into form since half time of the Donegal game. And I think um, Tyrone are in a much different place than they were then. Um, I spent a lot of time even uh, talking up Tyrone's chances because I definitely think that there's something about the matchups that just sort of work and fit. Um, and I also think that, uh, like, when we talk about, you know, Peter talks about how aggressive uh, Kerry have been on the opposition kickouts and completely agree. But what was the forfeit really, you know, playing against the teams that they're playing against? Whereas, you know, Morgan can really go anywhere. His performance in the also final was magnificent, nothing short of magnificent. And uh, that's, I'm not talking about him coming out the field and closing in kicks. I'm talking about the basics, the basic goalkeeping stuff, um, which is restarts, uh, his ability to get the ball, link the play, and, and, get, and get back in the goal. So, uh, you know, as much as Kerry have been mightily impressive, Still a huge question mark over them. Huge question mark. And don't get me wrong, I, like they could answer that in the next in the next three weeks. They could absolutely answer all of those questions. But uh, those questions will remain. And I think it sums it up when you go to Kerry because th- there's huge question marks even in Kerry. You know, over this team, and until you get across the lane, you d- you're just not you're just not feud in the same way as as other teams. You can play all the f- lovely football you want, but. Uh, the currency is all there in medals, and and uh, but I just think that you know for all of the things that Kerry have done, that have done really really well. I mean, they haven't really been challenged yet, not even in the league. And to be honest, I look back in the Roscommon game and I watched that uh, happened to be doing that game that day, and I watched that game and I thought this is a Kerry team that at different times were under pressure in, in that in that game and. Roscommon made it. I tell you what, Roscommon did. They ramped up the intensity of what Kerry had seen, and uh, and and Kerry look a bit shock at times. Um, so I would say that I think Tag Morley actually ended up getting sent off. But uh, you know, once you ruffle a few feathers, there it'll just be interesting to see what happens. Look, at the, the big anomaly with this game is how Tyrone come up the road. You know, if they come up the road, if they're you know if they're hundred percent fit and you know they have everybody and and everybody's ready to go. Um, there's no uh, hangover from the COVID thing, no uh, health Im- implications, you know. So if if they come up the road um, with everybody ready to rock, well then, you know, uh, carries in for a very tough afternoon. Peter, what do you think? What do you think Tyrone's greatest strength is? Well, first of all, Paul, I thought Ashin was going to tell me that he was in Tatler Jacks the night before the game. Oh, jeez, <laughs> no. And that, he ran into, <laughs> and that he ran into some of the throne players in it because uh, I wouldn't be surprised if that story came out now as well. Um, yeah. their, their greatest strengths. Um, I, I would like to believe that there's still much more to come out of this, this throne team against... Um, now, when Brian and Fergal came in, I suppose they made it clear that they're going to have to try and, and change things up a wee bit and try and play a different style of football than what this team was accustomed to in, in previous years. And, you know, Oshin made the point that they were kicking ball in against Kerry. They were kicking dreadful ball in against Kerry. But at least they were doing that. They were attempting to get it in. It didn't work. 
And you could see from the Monaghan game that there was an improvement in the quality of ball. At times, again, it didn't work, but there were still, it was heads up football. They were looking to get the ball in. There were some great diagonal balls played in. So uh, I think they're very much a work in, in, in progress. Um, it would have pleased me much more if uh, whenever Monaghan did push up on on the second half uh, against Throne, that, that Throne didn't... Uh, there was one-on-one situations created inside numerous occasions in the second half. Throne weren't able to exploit that. There was overlaps at times. They weren't able to explo- exploit that. And on reflection, that game, and in the first half, Monon missed a lot of chances, and I think the scoreline flattered Throne at half time. It wasn't a very comfortable performance, as some people uh, suggested at half time. And um, I-, I was disappointed that we didn't do more. We only scored five points in the second half. Um, so, we're a work in progress. You asked me what what the greatest trends are. I thought that when things weren't going their way in the second half against Monon, it was very easily a game that could have slid out of their reach and they had to dig very deep. Um, I think there's an honesty there within that group of players at the, at the minute. That was evident at times through the National League where they weren't playing brilliant football, but they were working damn hard for one another. And um, against Donegal, I thought at times they played good football. Uh, th- there was much more intensity uh, to their play. And th- there were signs that were, were starting to come. Um, so, uh, to be honest with you, uh, uh, their, their honesty and, and, and aggression and working hard for one another uh, has probably, in, in the recent months, been the greatest strength. But I believe that there definitely is, is much more to come in, in terms of the slickness and, and the teamwork and but on what they're trying to achieve, and um, I just hope that uh, we get the the chance to express that on Saturday. When you look at at the team and the matches that, that they've played this year, do they really look like a team that are good enough to win in All Ireland? <clears throat> no, I, I I think that we've still quite a bit to go to, to catch up with the likes of Kerry and 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 the Dublins of this world. Um, and, and just to, 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 to back that up, the, the point I made in, in the Monaghan game, um, if that had been a, a, Mon, uh, a carry forward line, I think they would have ripped Monaghan apart in, in, in the second half. We were having to work really hard for the scores that we got. We should be throwing the ball about much better uh, and, and taking easier scoring opportunities. Um, but that's that's coming with, with, with time. Um, we haven't been playing without Cahal McShane. And you recall a couple of years ago, he was a brilliant target man. And the movement uh, that he was doing up front uh, as a target man, giving players out the field option, uh, I think it was working really well. So he, he's been a loss to them in, in, in that regard. So are they all Ireland contenders? And uh, I know Oshin disagreed with me after the, the uh, Ulster final. I think they're a better way yet, to be honest. Um but again, and have been, been for a while. Mind. Have been for a while. I was looking back through through matches there, and Tyrone have not beaten Dublin, Kerry, or Mayo in Championship football since two thousand and eight. And over that period, they've lost five semi-finals. Uh, the, there was one win against Monaghan in twenty eighteen, but were then well beaten in the final. It it has felt like a succession of Tyrone teams who are good enough to beat everybody else. But when they meet a really top team, they just fall short. 
or significantly short in some instances. I, I, I can't agree more with you. And and that's with, with Mickey at the helm. And, and he tried different methods and, and different ways and different tactics on a lot of different players to try and crack that. But the bottom line was we, we weren't good enough. And again, uh, when you look at the players that Mickey had at his disposal, 03, 05, and 08, the years that we won it, and, and you look at the, the players on the bench that was coming off that team, uh, are, are coming off the bench. Brilliant, top-class players, all-stars in, in some cases, um, whereas that just hasn't been the case. The, the quality of, of player has not been as good as it was back then. So... Um, you look at the, the the a lot of the lads who are are playing this weekend. The, the midfield parent, for example, uh, two young lads that are untested at uh, at, at this level, um, and he's brought in Paul Donaghy, Dara, and a, a number of other uh, players as well. So there's a lot of men finding their feet and becoming accustomed to playing football at a, at a high level. So we have it all to prove, and you know I've said that before, and we. We'll get to the, the top stage. We'll talk about winning all earned whenever we win whenever we beat some of the top teams in Croke Park. And uh, we haven't done that as you quite rightly said. Well Sheen, can I ask you Peter mentioned this the 2003, 5 and 8 teams. <coughs> well let's take the benchmark of being the Tyrone team of 2005 and how many of the current Tyrone team would get into that side? Maybe three, four. Who are they? Morgan. McNamee. I know you boys are previous on this in merging teams together. So we're not going to go back into that. Uh, Morgan, uh, McNamee. Uh, I can't really just say Mylar or McGeary. I think that I think they're the three players would probably definitely add to them. Uh, maybe Matty Donnelly on current form. You with that, Peter? I would never disagree with any of us in using thrown football. <laughs> well, well, uh, I've said earlier we we don't we, we don't have the players that uh, of the same milk back then. So that, that that's just the way it is. Um, a lot of counties are are like that. On until we start to to do it on, on the big day on the big stage, then we can we can hold our hands up. But we've we've quite a bit bit of work to do. You look at our scoring stats. Paul and and again back to the point. I don't know many goals Kerry have scored in in the league and and, and championship. It's in double figures. Throne have only scored one goal in, in Ulster this year in the three games that they've that they've played. And I wouldn't say that they've created that many chances on on top of that either. So again, look, we we've quite a bit of work to uh, to do, but we're we're hoping. Uh, we're hoping Sunday's game's not going to be free flowing. If it's an end to end free flowing game of football. There's only one winner, uh, so it's it's got to be like the game was in the closing stages, Mayo and Dublin. It was tough. It was aggressive. It was every ball was was hard fought for. Scores weren't pretty. You know that's the the type of game we hope is, is going to unfold going into the last fifteen or twenty minutes. If Throner to have a chance of beating Kerry, Declan Bogue had a great line in, in the newspapers today when he talked about the, what was needed for Tyrone is a game of menace and stubbornness. Is that what you fear is coming here, Dermot? If it is, it's going to be a good test of Orphalus like. And um, and Peter touched on it there, I think, for both teams. 
the team that will win is the team that gets to play the game in their terms, you know. And if Kerry can establish their style of play that they want to play and they want to move the ball quickly up the field into the forwards, throw it around a bit and get a few scores, they're probably going to win it. But if Tyrone turn it into that kind of a game where it's, 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 and again, you refer back to me on Dublin, was it was borderline chaotic the last, you know, extra time and, and the last 10, 15 minutes of normal time, all bets are off then because like the big thing with Kerry this year is, and okay, they've done reasonably well in the league and winning a Munster Championship. Like O'Sheen touching it there earlier on, we just don't know. We just don't know in a contest what, what, what way they're going to react. Um, and I think they're definitely going to get one of those on Saturday. And it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how some of the Kerry fellas react to that because we've some new players in our team as well this year who haven't faced uh, any bit of adversity yet. Like, you know, so um, I, I, th- I think it's, it's, it's going for Tyrone to win that game. They really need to maybe get the balance between defence and attack, change it up slightly from what they did at Daphne and Killarney. But I thought against Manon, if you look at the way they played in the first half in the Ulster final, they got it nicely right. They had a few more bodies back than they had previously, maybe, and then counter-attack quickly at pace and picked off their scores fairly well. So I'd imagine it would be probably something similar again on Saturday. So Kerry's, if you take out the Dublin match, Kerry's average winning margin in league and championship this year is just over 16 points. In, in, in the seven league and championship games that they've played, they've scored 21 goals. So this is free-flowing football all up and down the field. Now, Oshin raised a question about them before, though, about Kerry footballers and whether there is an edge in this team. I'm not allowed to say that he said they were soft because he didn't quite say they were soft, but he implied that they were soft. Do you think they're soft? No, I don't think they're soft, but I think that they have a lot to prove, in particular when they don't have the ball. Like a lot of people were, were criticizing the Kerry defense over the last couple of years, saying, you know, their full back line aren't as good as what they've had before and they're playing a bit looser. But I broaden out the argument a little and I'd say that for Kerry, when they don't have the possession, this is starting from number 15 back. If you compare them to the likes of Mayo and Dublin, who are very strong and work rate from the forwards, Kerry have been below that standard, really. And the one thing I've noticed in the game so far this year is that their forwards are working much harder and it's taking a little bit of pressure off their defence. But what they're trying to do is, and Peter touching it there, early in the Munster final, you saw it when Cork moved the ball quickly up the field and they were able to get at the carry for back line easily enough with a lot of space in front of them. So what they seem to be trying to do is their forwards are working hard, slowing down the opposition coming out and then allowing a few bodies to drop back and give protection to the full back line. But if the opposition team counter a pace, break fast up the field and get that ball in early, which Tyrone seemed to have the men inside there in the full forward line that maybe they didn't have a couple of years ago. They, they have found one or two more inside there. Um, that's how they'll get joy against this carry back line. So it's just a question of whether Orphalus have the, the belly for back line on, on Saturday. Hoping they have. We haven't seen anything this year um, yet. For Is them. that a question that's, that's asked in Kerry a bit about this team, whether they have the belly for the battle when it really comes down to it? Well, I think for Kerry this year, you know, let's say the public perception of them is that they're going okay, but there's a lot of ground to make up after last year's game down in Parkley Keefe, which was a disaster, really, you know. And I think until they win in All Ireland, this team, they're going to be viewed with uh, not suspicion, but like they're not going to be viewed in the same light as teams that went before them. And I think that that brings its own pressure anyway for those lads as well. So, um, but it's good. It's, it's, it, there's no harm with that. There's nothing wrong with that. You have to get over the line somewhere along the line to win, win all Ireland, win your first for those lads. So um, you'd hope that there'll be a bit of fire in the belly for more lads on Saturday because they want to try and do that and get over the line. 
Do you fear an ambush? Uh, yes, big time, big time. Yeah, I think it's it's tailor made for it really. Like if you look at it, you look at the circumstances of the game coming in, and especially with Tyrone's build up, like it's been so you know disjointed for obvious reasons. You know um, that we just don't know what kind of way. And I'd say probably for Tyrone themselves, like I, I'm sure with the health issues that are there, they don't know how their players are going to react to 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 the battle on Saturday. But I'm assuming that they're going to come down right. They've said during the week they have a full so If they come down right, ready to go against our fellas who haven't been tested this year at all, um, it's tailor-made for an ambush, really, to be honest about it, you know. Oshin, an ambush. That was a brilliant one, uh, Dermot said about suspicion. I'm going to be viewed with suspicion. I love that. Um, <laughs> I suppose it just you just you just have to run through the carry defence and you think, you know, what uh, what's the mindset of that carry defence? Tom O'Sullivan likes to get forward, likes to get a score. Um, Mike Breen likes to get forward, likes to get scores, likes to uh, add to the play. Gavin White loves it, loves getting forward. I mean, we see those those long runs. Gavin Crowley, out-and-out defender. Uh, Jason, Jason Foley. Breno Bugliak, who was uh, tinkered with in the half-forward line, so... Maybe they are not 100% sure of him either. So uh, that leaves you with Jason Foley um, and Gavin Crowley, man in that defence. Uh, if 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 Tyrone are able to get bodies back, turn the ball over and transition quickly, uh, it does leave you under a little bit of pressure. Look, I've spent a lot of time here talking about you know uh, Tyrone and and you know what their possibilities are. Look at it at the opposite end of the field. If if, if there's a lot Tyrone, of love, Peter. By the way, yeah, no, if, if no, but if if Kerry get a, if, if Kerry get a, enough possession uh, around the middle and, and they're not reliant on uh, on on those defenders, you know, uh, turn the ball over a lot, which because I don't think they will. Um, they never forward line the day for. Uh, as much as as I say, I, I like the I like the matchups. I, I like the thought of McKernan on Paulie Clifford. I like uh, McNamee on David Clifford and uh, Hamsey maybe on uh, Sean O'Shea and <clears throat> and Milo maybe just to curb those uh, runs of Gavin White. Lads, I've seen Kerry quite a bit, and if those four, I know this that's a big thing, okay, but if those four are blunted. I just be, I just would be, you know. Again, I'd just be slightly worried from a Kerry point of view. But, uh, but if Kerry get a, if Kerry get a run on you, start expressing themselves, start get scores early, they can absolutely go to town on you. But that's that your that, matchup, that, though. That's Are really they it. Yeah, they'll who, might, they'll be taking mine. Da- who's taking David Clifford? Uh, McNamee. McNamee. So we did it in the league game um, in 2019 and did it fairly well. 2018, fairly yeah. well. So who's taking who's taking Sean O'Shea? Uh Hamsey. Who's taking Paddy Clifford? Uh McKernan. Really? You don't if it, it's, that's just my opinion. If you don't if you don't agree with it, Paul, that's no, I definitely don't. Fine. Um I wouldn't be a massive fan. Stephen O'Brien. Who's taking Stephen O'Brien? Stephen O'Brien no, scored one two in the twenty nineteen semifinal. Nah, Thrones Throne's not, not going to work again. I, I, probably Peter Hart will end up on him because you know why? Because he, he he might give him more to do going the other way. And Stephen O'Brien Very might dangerous. Find Very dangerous. Paul Ganey. Who's taking Paul Ganey? 
see what what Tyrone could do and could do is they could they could switch Myler or McGeary onto him and put and put one or the other on on Gavin White. But uh, like Paul, I don't think Tyrone's going to win the game. I think Tyrone are going to go for the big matchups. Okay, so four or five matchups all over the pitch, and I think after that, then they're going to try and at some stage you got to say, whoa, hold on a second, what about our own game? can't sacrifice everybody like what you got to do is you got to go for the the big hitters and the big hitters for me are the three boys in say Polly Clifford makes them tick Sean O'Shea makes them tick and David Clifford finishes and Peter who would, who would you put who would you put on Polly Clifford there Paul yeah I don't really have an answer for that I probably I don't know would Connor Myler be able to do that job coming deeper I wouldn't be I'd be more inclined to do to to chance that um Connor, I'm Gorm, not, Connor Gormley maybe yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is he around? Um, um, what are you thinking, Peter? Who are you going? It's, it's interesting when when you're talking about about the matchups, the the versatility of of the carry forward line. So say say if Throne puts a, a half back on on the potty Clifford, um, say if it's uh, Petey Hart, they're capable of putting moving potty Clifford into the full forward line. And he he, he was brilliant there against Cork. A few balls that he won that position. Jinked. Went at his man. Scores. Uh, Sean O'Shea can play in the half forward line. But he's also played this year in the full forward line. Paul Guinney. He's played most of his football in the inside forward line. So say if Throne wanted to put Conor Myler on Paul Guinney. Then if I was Kerry, I'd be thinking, right, I'm, we'll get Guinea closer to goal and we'll expose Conor Myler as, as a cornerback here. So the strength of this Kerry team is that they have got vers- versatility. And first to Peter Keane, you know, he's questioned about what he was trying to do and the movement that he was doing against Clare and against Tipperary. He was thinking of further down the, the line coming up against the the so-called better teams. So um, it's, it's going to be fascinating the way the setup, we don't even know for for sure. Uh, you know, uh, Frank Burns wasn't able to play against uh, Monon. Monon yeah. He's back. He's back in contention now. He had a very good game against um, Donegal. Uh, Donegal. So, and the other question then, uh, it's like Cork and Limerick at at the weekend. Cork's game plan, right? We'll 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 try and go at them. We'll keep it an open game. We'll not get caught up like Waterford did in a real physical battle. Uh, will not sit men back and look everybody after it. how naive was Cork? What was Cork playing? Or how could they leave the, 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 the so exposed? But if they had played it the other way, they would have been criticised for, for not playing to their own uh, game plan. So that's the dilemma that, that Throne faces themselves. If they decide to win possession and crowd the middle, then they're, they're playing a high-risk strategy and, and that there's space in front of the carry full forward line. So that's that's a, the dilemma. What's that's, your that's way of not answering your matchups? <laughs> so tell me who are the matchups. Who, are you, who are you going with on Clifford? Who are you going with in the two Cliffords? Ashins uh, wasn't far away there, to be honest. Uh, either Hampshire or or McKernan or Hampshire or uh, Ronan McNamee. Both of those players could take up uh, uh, David Clifford or Sean O'Shea. They, yeah. You know, either I don't think there's a pile of difference either way. Uh, but Potty, Potty Clifford is the big one. And the reason that I think Oshin said McKernan, and there's a good chance it could be McKernan, is because if, if uh, Clifford does go back inside again, then Michael McKernan has played, um, is well used to playing in the full back line. The other thing um, 
a lot of talk, and rightly so, is about David Clifford and Sean O'Shea. Uh, to me, the most important player in this Kerry setup in, in the championship so far. And you could argue that he should have got man of the match in every game that he played for as Potty Clifford. His stats, I think it's over 30 assists for scores in six or seven games that he's played. And he's scoring on a regular basis, his goal threat. So he's he's a key man. And, and be it uh, Rory Brennan, it could be uh, Michael McKernan, it could be Conor Myler could be asked to, to do a job on them. Um, at, you could find there could be different players on him at, at, at different stages of the game. The the Monaghan, the Throne and Monaghan game, there was a lot of moving about of, of players that, that were picking up different players for spells, depending on what way the game un, unfolded. So I would imagine it'll be something similar on, on Saturday. So going back and looking at that 2019 semi-final, I know David Clifford had a, had a, had a difficult enough monster final in that he was he was fairly tightly marked and he was double teamed and um it was interesting to see how he goes but he was excellent on on McNamee in the 2019 semi-final he scored four points from play and they were they were good points and he set up other other scores as well and Stephen O'Brien and he has and David Clifford I'll take, well take, take that all day long <laughs> I'm sure to own yeah that's oh. not a bad score though not a bad score oh. but he played <clears throat> He played. He played really well in general play, not just not just the scores that he got in the end. Similarly, Stephen O'Brien. And is there a thing that happens when you go out and play against a particular team that it just feels good whenever you play against that team? So you see that jersey, you see that place, and it just even if you're not quite in form, that you get a spark from it. Did you have that experience in different games? Yeah, I, I, I think uh, it works in the in the opposite way as well. I think there's teams where you've had a difficult time and you think, you know, it's not going to be this not going to be great today. And there's other teams where you don't even think about it. Who did you, you just, have that with? You Who just, did you have it? Which team did which, you like and not like? Well, uh, probably found it difficult against their own, um, and probably carrier teams as well. Um, but that's look, that's. That's no coincidence. They were the big teams when we were when we were floating about, and I suppose the teams that sort of I love playing against, like Down and teams like that. What about you, Peter? Don't know. Um, there there was times you, where you did look forward to getting playing against certain teams because maybe you were playing well, and that can come to a sudden end very quickly. <laughs> so, uh, no, it, it, I wouldn't say there was teams that I really looked forward to 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 playing more so than others. Dermot, we, we've looked there at the matchups for 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 Kerry forwards. What about for Tyrone? Who's going to pick up Matty Donnelly and Darren McCurry? Um, the thing about the Kerry full back line is Jason Foley has to pick up one of them. Now I remember in 2019 in the first half of that game, Kyle McShane gave Jason a round, um, and in actual fact, you were on about a few of the boys, Stephen O'Brien and David Clifford. Uh, in 2019, that was on the second half because Toronto, yeah, well, yeah. three or four points up at halftime in that game, and actually would like, I would say, would like to get the same uh, kind of game going again the next day. Um, so I think it would probably be Jason Foley and Matty Donnelly and Tom Solomon and McCurry. Um, I think Brian, um, but you again, and I think Oshin said it there, while ago, Brian is by nature a wing back who attacks. Tom Sullivan, by nature, is a wing-back who attacks. Jason is probably the only inside back there. He needs a bit of cover around him, though, I think, you know, that if he's left one-on-one with his man, we saw him once the final a bit. 
um, you can be exposed a bit. So, um, but I think if you look, if you go back to that 2019 semi-final in the first half of that game, I think that's a template for Tyrone that they might try and do something similar again the next day. They crowded it up. They slowed Kerry getting the ball into their forward line, got a few bodies back. The movement in the Kerry forwards on the day was very poor. And I think it was only the introduction of Tommy Welsh in the second half who sat back right into the penalty box. Colin Cavanaugh was doing the sweeping job. He came right back in front uh, of Tommy that time because he was getting on a bit of ball. And it opened it up around 30, 40 yards out for the likes of Stephen O'Brien to make those runs and for the wing backs to attack. They had a little bit more space out there and they were able to get the scores then from distance a bit easier. So I, I think, and I don't really see, you don't, you don't see that kind of, no, Tommy's an option after benching in for Kerry the next day, but that's not the way they're going from the start at the moment. So um, I think that that could be a good way for Tyrone to go forward again the next day. And Kerry, if it does happen, Kerry will have to deal with it. Who do you see starting, Peter, for Tyrone in the, in the forwards? Do you think Colin McShane will start? It's a big gamble to to have him and we got a chance to see the first couple of balls that he got against Monaghan. Um he, he, he didn't look much uh fit at all or up up to speed with the game. I, I thought Mark Bradley performed very well in in the first half and that his movement in front of McCurry and um, Matty Donnelly was very good and in the case of Monaghan when they were playing as a, a sweeper back there then Mark Bradley, at times he wouldn't get in the ball, but at least he was occupying the sweeper and maybe creating a wee bit of space in, in, in behind. Look, we, we don't know what way they've been going this past uh, two or three weeks in, in, in training, but I would like to see more of those three from from the start and, and getting the ball in. And the fact with, with Mark Bradley there as well, it, it gave Conor McKenna a bit more freedom and that he didn't have to sit at the yeah. edge of of the day and he was able to go back he was involved in turnovers and we witnessed against Donegal where he was involved in a turnover sprinted up the field to set up Darren McCurry so it gives him just that bit more uh, freedom so I would say that to me and if you're winning ball out around the middle that's that's a pretty good forward line to be going at any defence and Dara um, well it was a surprise that he came on against Monon at all because he had uh I think I might have told Ocean or some of them before there was no chance of him coming on. Um, so th that was a su surprise. Probably not, again, clearly match fit then. I would like to think now he, he is in a, in a better position and should be getting some game time. Definitely, I, I don't think he'll be he'll be starting or, or forcing his way onto that team. Um, but he sh he certainly is an option on the on the bench. Um, and and thrown have a few, if all the men back, like Tiernan McCann, wasn't able to play against uh, Monaghan. He, he made a massive difference when he came on against um, Donegal. He also came on against Kerry down Killarney and uh, scored a goal for us. So the likes of him and Frank back uh, will certainly add to our uh, panel. But make no mistake about it, Throner will be preparing for the Kerry bench. You take you, you mentioned the difference Tommy made a couple of years ago. Uh, physicality and presence, edge of square, completely different footballer than, than the boys that are in. And you have Killian Splan, who 99% of county teams, he'd, he'd be starting. He's always performed really well when he's come on. He's got pace, he's got an eye for, for scores. So um, Throne are going to have to plan for those boys um, with 15, 20 minutes to go as well. Is there is there an edge between Kerry and Throne, Dermot? 
But that's rooted um, in that's rooted in, we'll say, the two thousand and three, two thousand and eight period. Actually, I'll tell you what I want to do. I want to read you here an excerpt from Jack O'Connor's autobiography when he did to say about Tyrone. Losing to Tyrone is worse than losing to almost anybody else. There's an arrogance to Northern football that rubs Kerry people up the wrong way. They're flash and nouveau riche and full of it. Add up the number of All-Ireland trophies the Ulster counties have won, and it's less than a third of Kerry's total. But Northern teams advertise themselves well. They talk about how they did it. They go on and on about this theory and that practice as if they just split the atom. They build up a mythology about themselves. Now, that doesn't sit well in Kerry, where a man with four All-Ireland medals would quietly defer to another man who was five. You're mixing throne and Armagh up there, Paul. <laughs> 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 oh, love it. Uh, I was just looking at Dermot there when you were reading that. <laughs> I didn't keep a were you assistant to, to Jack? Look, in fairness, look, it, there were look, there were great games at the time, and there was a rivalry there. But like what happened, geez, that's that away finals 13 years ago. That's no relevance to the current fellas, like really. None whatsoever. Do you know what I mean? It's it's I uh, no, I think they have their own bit of a rivalry between the two teams at the moment. You know, they they, they played in the 19 semi-final and they play league matches against each other fairly regularly, like you know, so they have their own thing going on, I'd say. And, we played in 15 as well, even though most of those guys have probably gone by now. But, um, nah, it doesn't like I, 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 I read that book again. So, what was it like to train oh. under Jack? Well, it was great. We did, we did, we did really well under Jack, like because he came in for us in 04 and um, he brought Pat Flanagan with him, who uh, was working in the IT in Tralee. And he really, I suppose, for us, introduced the whole concept of SNC and conditioning, you know, because it really hadn't been done before, um, to any organized level anyway. So, and and I think Jack as well. He brought a freshness to the to the whole thing as well. He was um, he was somebody completely out of the old Kerry team loop, you know, um, who, who had been training the boys up to that. And personally, I, like he picked me, so I was always mad about him. Like, but uh, <laughs> yeah. which is always a huge thing in a manager. But um, no, we we loved it. We loved a fascinating it. book, by the way. For for it's a, re- it's a really fascinating book to read. Peter, Damer, Peter, Damer, sorry, Damer, do you know the way you said like there's no relevance 2013? Does that sentiment have, have any relevance, do you think? Is that sort of still the same sentiment? That's... Well, do you know what it is? Actually, you look at the backroom teams like, and you look at, let's say, Brian <laughs> being the manager in Tyrone, and you look at a fellow like Tommy Griffin being um, involved with Kerry, and I'd say that they bring their, um, I won't say hang-ups or whatever the word is, like, you know, from, from those games in, and they try and put like, it to the boys, like, yeah, you know, so... Um, I, I, I'd say it's, it, definitely with the supporters it's there because George is incredible going to matches all the time, you know. So, um, but like I, you look, but you're on about Jack's book, and the one thing about Jack's book that I noticed about it, like, and that book came out. I remember that book came out about a fortnight before Munster final in 2007, and it's it was unusual for a GA book at the time. It was fairly straight talking, like you know, there was a lot of um, he, he didn't hold back, like you know, and. It wouldn't have been the case in a lot of things. So you lad as well. But, it wasn't just he just had a it wasn't just the Tyrone. But would you what 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 would you think about those sentiments though, Peter? I, d- I didn't like to hear it at at the time. Of course, I didn't. But I, I agree with Dermot. I, I don't think there's that same sentiment among the the, the current squads. Uh, different things have happened. Uh, talk about water under the bridge, and and Tommaso Shea would 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 tell you that you know when he was was playing and going on all-star, they didn't want to see, they didn't want to get to know 
the throne boys. But once they did and, and they played for Ireland against Australia, those barriers were, were broken down. They realised that more in common than they thought uh, for a lot of reasons. That must but, have been um, a shock. But, but even in, in recent years, uh, a throne team went down to play Kerry in, in the qualifiers and the, the team couldn't get on the bus. The Kerry supporters were queuing up to applaud uh, Mickey Hart after what he had been through himself. And and that throne players came back up the road. They weren't talking about the defeat. They were talking about what happened after the game and the regard in which Mickey w- was held in. Um, there's different things have have gone off, and there's not the, the same spikiness. And from a throne point of view, I would be pleased if there was that edge to it, yeah. to be honest. But uh, uh, another uh, example of, of the class, I suppose, of, of of Kerry when we did get that hammering down in, in Killarney and after ten minutes. Dara received a, 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 a bad injury to the ankle. He was carried off. One of the Kerry team doctors stayed with him on the ambulance and took him into the hospital. Now, the throne medics were there. He didn't have to leave his own team. There was another Kerry doctor there. But it was an example of the level of class that pertains down in, 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 in Kerry uh, regarding their whole setup. And they would have done that for any intercounty player. So... And in terms of that ill feeling that, that, that maybe was there between the, the two counties, I don't see it. Uh, I wouldn't mean if, if, if there was more of an edge to it. Of course, when the two teams go out, of course, they're, they're, they're going to try and do everything uh, to win. But all those comments and, and feelings back there, Paul, I, I don't think that they carry much relevance coming into this game on Saturday. Yeah, I just want to do one. I just want to ask you, uh, Dermot, I'll, I'll ask you this first. Like, we can't really let this go without talking about Peter's goal in the 2005 final. Um, can you tell me your view of what happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard Peter was coming on and I said, it's going to be, <laughs> got to minute 49. I said, I might be all right here, but no, no. Um, oh, look, come here. I remember at the time we were, uh, we were, we'd beaten every team we played really well that year and we were playing a very expansive kind of football. We were encouraging our backs to drive on up the field and, you know, played a game like that. And, I think two of our full backline, who should remain nameless, drove on up the field in front of the Cusick sand and the ball was turned over and a lot of space in front of the goal. Uh, Peter and Owen Mulligan decided to run in front of the goal, uh, cute as foxes, of course, and uh, we had only one fellow who was operating on the same level of cuteness, and that was Paul Galvin. And the fairest of Paul, he ran about 50 yards from way out the wing uh, to come in and contest. Now, it was a, I can't remember who kicked the number, it was a really good ball in. And Owen won it well over his head and slipped it to Peter. And sure, look, bang goes the old five all Ireland. Like, but uh, it, was, it was a great finish from Peter as well. Yeah, so. it broke the game, really, didn't it? It, broke, it, 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 just was, it was a crucial score because I think it was it was it, it was nip and tuck. We we got in the goal yeah, area, Perona yeah. got a few scores, and I think it was not too long before half time as well. So, um, but it was it was it. it, it it was a sign that Tyrone had, they had seen what we were trying to do and they knew when to go after us. And um, they're probably no different than what, what they'd be trying to do the next day. But they turned they got a really good turnover on us and uh, got the ball in quickly and Peter finished it well. But uh, I think Paul Galvin actually got a lot of stick over that, you know, for, for actually being there. But in fairness, he was the only fellow who was actually covering, you know, he, he, he was the only fellow. Tyrone had two fellas who spotted We only had one, I'm afraid, but he spotted the danger and he made the run in and uh, Peter finished it very well. Very well known, fairness. Yeah, it was a great goal. Peter, that finish, 
when you're, you were coming onto your left foot, for, for people who haven't seen it, it's 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 on YouTube and it's it's uh, the second best goal ever scored in an All-Ireland final. But when you come through and you've got that left-footed finish, at what point do you decide, I'm going to place this or or do you blast it? How do you make that decision? Well, I, I don't know if Dermot recalls the, the All-Star trip the year before that. Um, it was in Dubai, I think, Dermot. And Dermot put on uh, a display. You know what those games are like. There, there's a lot of one-on-ones, Dermot. You were you were kept busy, but he pulled off save after save. It, it was remarkable, and one or two coming from himself that were blasted at him, and they were all hit maybe higher than than they should have been, and and we we couldn't get past him. So it was it had crossed my mind then that the only place to get the, the better of this man, you'd, you'd be safer keeping it on the deck. But the way the move just transpired and uh, when I was coming at that angle, a lot of players, when they come round, they tend to blast the ball across the body and most goalkeepers are anticipating that and, and are moving their feet to dive uh, across. So it, it, you know, it worked out at a wee bit in, in, in training, I suppose. Some days they come off, some days they don't. And when they don't, they look watery enough and, and tame enough. You know, why did you not hit it harder? Uh, but it's just a, a case of trying to catch the, the goalkeeper off guard as, as, as well as possible. But if we hadn't have been at that trip the, the year before, I probably would have ended up blasting it and I probably would have ended up get, getting it saved. Well, that's the end of the All-Star trip, so it's uh, for <laughs> it's, it's the only thing I remember about that trip. <laughs> I can't even remember that much, so I'm not too bad. Um, I want to talk about predictions on who's going to win this game. Um, Oshin, I want to I want to start with you on this. Before I ask you who's going to win, who do you want to win? Oh Jesus Christ! Oh, there you go. I know you said I know when you were on BBC earlier in the year you referred to Tyrone as we, but we can leave that <laughs> no. aside. You need to leave your never, leave, leave never, 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 never said that. No. <laughs> Never happened. Let's apologize. I haven't recorded. I'm that small of a man that I recorded it. Um, just, seen... just to go back, Paul, and just what you said about Peter's goal in the All Ireland final being the second best. I really appreciate that. Thanks very much. We see yeah. <laughs> um, But I think uh, who would I like to win? Jesus. Look, look. This is a fairly straightforward question. It shouldn't be this difficult to answer it. Uh, who would I like to win? Jesus, he's thinking long and hard about it, isn't he? <laughs> no, I, 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 can't, I, I can't answer that question. I don't think that's ever happened on the show before, but I, <clears throat> I genuinely can't answer that question. What can't you answer about it? Well, who do I want to win? Like, Yeah, but, but that's a fairly straightforward <laughs> question. Yeah, I but want I'm a, to win or I want Tyrone to win. Well, you've got your answer. Well, you've I'm, got your I'm answer a, there. I'm, <laughs> a complete, I'm a complete neutral. Complete neutral. Um... Professionalism, Paul. Professionalism. Were you, uh, were you best man for for Collie Holmes on the throne back room <laughs> team? He's on on Sunday or Saturday playing an All Ireland final, and you're telling him that you you're neutral. I'll wish him all the best as usual. <laughs> um, Is there not a whole Ulster team thing? Do you not support each other when you come down to playing Crow Park? And I thought I read that somewhere. That must no, that is absolutely true. It's a little bit. It has become a little bit different, though. You know, since Jerome won three All Irelands, it's definitely (laughs) it definitely becomes a little bit alright. But to move along on to the actual predictions, because uh, I've been shit hot at them all year. Um, As much as I've talked up, as much as I've talked up Jerome. 
I just I couldn't tip Tyrone because I don't know what's coming down the road. You know what I mean? Like as far as you know, uh, the condition that they're coming down the road in. Uh, if they're coming down healthy, then I think there's a kick of the ball between the two teams. Uh, if not, I think uh, uh, you'd have to edge towards Kerry, considering what the build-up has been like. There's a couple of things. There's two things about about as far as the build-up is concerned. I don't think Kerry are prepared as far as uh, match practice is concerned uh, and how competitive things have been for them in Munster. And I don't think the five-week layoff will have done them any major favours either. Um, and from a throne point of view, I mean, sometimes a distraction, now maybe not to the level of the, of the one that throne have had, but sometimes a distraction like this uh, can be good. You're not overly, th- you're not, you're not overthinking the game. Uh, you're simplifying things for players because you don't probably have the preparation time that you had. Um, you know, a lot of players will come in with fresh. There's a couple of players who are were carrying niggles. Uh, who should be all cleared up at this stage? They should leave the bench stronger. They won an Ulster final, missing four, three or four lads. You know, significant players. Frank Burns out of the team, who had done really well against Donegal in the sweeper role. And uh, McCann, who was who was on fire in the second half against against Donegal. So, um, when you consider that, it definitely gives Toronto a chance if they're a hundred percent right. But uh, otherwise, uh, Kerry. By that how makes many? Se- that makes sense. By how many? Uh, three or four. Dermot. Um, I think for Kerry, it's it's a huge game uh, for the development of this team because if you look at them, they were in the All Ireland final two years ago. They were very young that time. A lot of the players um, didn't do didn't finish the job out. Played reasonably well, but just didn't get the job done. Last year, look, was very poor and. It was a one-off, that's fine. But this year, I think, is a key year for them. Um, a lot of those guys are two years older. A lot of those minors, like the first of those minors is 2014 that they won. That's seven years ago now. Those lads need to be stepping up to play for us. So um, I think that they will do it on Saturday. I think that they will step up. I think they'll turn up and perform um, because it's, 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 it's such an important game for them. Um, so if they can establish their game plan early, um, I think that Kerry will win. I think the longer it goes on uh, with Tyrone doing what they do best and, and counter-attacking, hitting the full forward line that they have early, um, and Tyrone have a decent bench, lads. They have a decent bench. Now they have options coming off the bench that maybe two years ago they didn't have as many, and I think the further, that they can get on for the last 10, 12 minutes. But I I think Kerry will win, yeah. By how much? Goal. Uh, Peter, before in, before 2005, or in respect of the 2005 game, Jack O'Connor wrote uh, about that final, Kerry were defending champions. We were plump and satisfied with ourselves. Tyrone saw us coming. And that's how he kind of framed up that thing. Is this going to happen again? Who do, who, who, who do you think will win this match? Well, Oshin was good at evading your question there. Paul, so, so I can do the same. You're going to have to wait to Saturday to Sky Sports. I know you're a big fan of Sky Sports. I am, yeah. I have shares. Well, ju- just to counter that argument, uh, Jack's probably right, but uh, uh, what have this Kerry team got to be plump about? Um, and, you know, Dermot said at the start of the programme, they have questions to answer uh, and until they actually achieve and, and win it. 
then you know they they, they certainly are sitting with uh, thinking that they're the best team in the in the country. Far from it. I, I do think there's a hunger there, and I do believe they're further down the line than this throne team are at the minute in terms of their development. Um, throne have got potential. Kerry have displayed it and displayed it well all year. Um, we cling to the fact that, and, and the lads have mentioned it. Kerry only have played what one really competitive game going into the last five or ten minutes where the game's up for grabs this year. They've played one game against Dublin. All the rest have been over by with ten or fifteen minutes to go. They've had five weeks before their last match, um, so we have finished out games. We've played more competitive games, and we hope that will stand to as well. But um, to answer your question and to give you a prediction, uh, I think Kerry's seven to one on. And they're seven to one on for a good reason. So Throne will be doing well to get within two or three points of this scary team. Okay, thank you. Before we finish, Oshin, this is your last chance to answer that question as a pundit who actually answers questions. You've never walked away from a question. Just last chance before we go. Throne. He wants them to win. He wants he wants Throne to win, but he doesn't think the will is at it. I, that's what I'm reading into it. Is that real, Oshin? Well, I'll put it like this to you. Uh, when Peter and Mickey uh, were talking about Tyrone not having a pups chance in this game, uh, like when I was considering Peter's uh, verdict or um, what he was going, what uh, what he was going to say about how much Kerry were going to win by, I thought he was going to say ten or twelve. That's how much he's talked and he's talked Tyrone down. So things, it's amazing how things change. In a pandemic, with <laughs> with with a team that is riddled with COVID, they seem to have improved dramatically since the also since the end of the also final. Case dismissed. Peter, well, I did say they'd be doing really well to get within two or three points. That means they could get beat by ten points. Also. <laughs> <laughs> Thank oh, you to Larry Ryan for running this podcast, to Raf Rocket, to Tony Lean, to Reno, and everyone at Examiner Sport for making it happen. Huge thanks to Ushin and especially to Peter and Dermot for coming along. We'll be back soon. With Reno, passion for what drives you, official car partner of the GAA. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., 